time now for Life on the Pirate Ship. Here's your host, Harry Arnett. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Harry Arnett, Jeff Newbarth, still sitting in for the vacationing Amanda Pallionis. You are fired up this Wednesday morning, Harry, and I like it. Jacked! I cannot get more jacked up. I am over the sadness of Mr. Palmer's passing, and now I'm in that place that always happens when someone that you admire and respect and love has passed away. My memory bank is frozen with memories of Arnold Palmer as a young, virile, strapping man. It's the best. I don't think of him towards the end of his life. I think of him right in the middle of his life. This always happens. I told you it happened, Jeff. And here we are. And you know what else I'm jacked about? Why are you looking at me like that? I, I just, that I, too I love, for you? No, I love seeing days when, when Harry's fired up because all I can say is everybody else in the office is on your way in. You better get here quickly. <laughs> I'm also jacked up, Jeff, because in a mere 48 hours from right now, right now, We'll be teeing off the Ryder Cup, and I love this event, as you know. Have this, you ever been? You've been to some Ryder Cups. I have. You've always worked them, my bike. I have. I've worked two Ryder Cups. Where were you? Uh, I was at uh, one that probably wasn't very dramatic. It was uh, in Brookline, Massachusetts in 1999. I recall this. And then I was at the post-9-11 delayed 2002 Ryder Cup in the Belfry, where I was a part of probably one of the biggest faux pas uh, in American television history. We can tell that story at the end of the pod if you want. I would like to hear that because on today's show, I have a special, extra special surprise for you. My first surprise, I wanted to get Patrick Reed back on the podcast. He apparently had something he had to do this week, which was play in the Ryder Cup. I'm jacked up because I heard, did you see No Laying Up earlier this week on their Twitter feed? Do you follow these guys I on do. Twitter? I do Love follow those them. guys, yeah. They said Patrick Reed came in. I think this was tongue-in-cheek. And he said, I want to play all five times, and I want to play with Jordan Spieth. Well, guess what, Patrick Reed? I think you're going to get to play with him four out of five times if I were a man who uh, wagered and wagering was legal. Really? Do you know something about the task force? You know you, what? I feel like you have a mole on the task force, and I'm going to find out who it is. I, I may or may not have a mole, but I will tell you this. What is going to happen at this Ryder Cup is we're going to go out and put our best teams out there. And if you think there's a better combination than Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed, I'm all ears, but I don't I feel think you like, have it. I feel like Spieth and Reed are going to. You ready? Ready? Wait for it. Hit him with the high. <laughs> no? Come on. I, you know what? That's just going to confuse everyone from Europe who's listening to this right now. And good, you should be confused. I don't care. I'm draping myself in the, myself. I'm draping myself in the red, white, and blue this week. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be an unabashed supporter of America because we need it. We don't win this one very often anymore. Well, it's pretty obvious. I mean, you, you do have face paint on right now, and it is red, white, and blue. If anyone could see this right now, Harry literally looks like he's going to be. You should just head to the first team right now. I look like some jingoistic version of Braveheart, don't I? And for you non-millennials, a little bit like Putty from Seinfeld. Oh, I like what you did that. Thanks. I do that again. Say it again. Putty from Seinfeld. Yeah, that's right. Or for non-millennials. No, do it again. Do it again. For you non-millennials, you look a little bit like Putty from Seinfeld. Yes, that's right. That was my bad That putty. was good. I liked it. Okay, now my surprise for you is not Patrick Reed, unfortunately. Today, my surprise for you, I said Amanda's vacationing. She's not vacationing. She's working for PGA.com at the Ryder Cup. When we come right back, we have Amanda on the horn, and she's going to give us the lay of the land, what's going on out there in Minnesota. You excited for that? Let's get to it. All right. Quick break. Be right back with Amanda Balionis, live to tape from Minnesota. 
You're listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. All right, welcome back to the show. Harry, Jeff, on the phone, as promised. What? That was a little Keith Jackson coming out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to oh, the show. Oh, we just gave it away. We gave away the guest. Welcome. Don't say anything. We may or may not have. Welcome to the show, Amanda Balionis, 510 from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 510 well in heels. Well done. How are you? Amanda. Great. Hi. You got it. Thanks you for gotta, having me. You got to give us the lay of the land. Give us everything oh that gosh. we need to know about what's happening at Hazeltine. Okay, well, first of all, did you guys know that they rerouted this course? But they rerouted the course in the craziest way I think I've ever seen done. So holes one through four are as we usually see it. And then after that, it is like a crisscross mismatch of the, of the order of the hole. So what is usually the 14th hole is now the 7th, and what's usually the 8th hole is now the 17th. And it's complete insanity, but I think it's going to play out perfectly for the Ryder Cup. So that's really cool. Um, what else can I tell you about this Wicked Hazel team? It is freezing here, 50 degrees when I got here this morning with 20-mile-per-hour gusts of wind. So it's, it's going to be kind of like a British Open-type feel as of now. Hopefully the weather calms down a little bit. And uh, the crowds are insane already, and it's only Tuesday. Now, so Amanda, those are my three takeaways. Now, Amanda, <laughs> a lot has been made about this new routing of the golf course, and you're there. You're, you're yep. our eyes and ears on the ground. Is this being done, and is it true first that there's no signs for the numbers of the holes? So clearly after the four, the Amer- this is all for the American team's advantage, right? They have no idea. <laughs> the Europeans have no idea what the routing of the holes are, and as soon as they hit on what they think is the fifth, but it's really the twelfth, they lose the hole, we win matches. Is this the strategy? <laughs> this could be strategy on Davis Love. I, you know, I never really thought about that, Jeff. That could be a great point. But no, I think it's going to be equally confusing for everybody, I just interviewed uh, Robert Trenton Jones Jr. earlier this morning and tried to have him explain to me the rerouting of the holes, and he literally looked at me and said, I don't really get it either. And I said, okay, moving on then. So, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a little bit confusing for everyone, but uh, it is pretty well marked. You just have to really search for where you're going to go next. It's definitely not a natural flow like we're used to seeing uh, especially on a regular golf course this is straight from the task force i can feel it this has to give us an advantage at any point <laughs> amanda have you been wandering around the golf course gotten mixed up because of the routing and found yourself standing right in the middle of a fairway has this happened to you <laughs> i have not but i will say i got an amazing tour of the course yesterday and it was so windy my hat blew off into a bunker which had just been perfectly perfectly uh, raked out. I mean, it was beautiful, and I had to step in there and run away very, very quickly, so nobody knew you that. You finally had your Mary bunker. Tyler Moore moment. We told I, you I that did. would happen. It was, it and was in really, Minnesota, really of all places. <laughs> As you recall, that was where the Mary Tyler Moore show took place, right there. In Min- hey, what, another what's old with, reference, Harry. I know. I'm sorry about that. Hey, what's with <laughs> the routing? Why, why did they do this? Is this to set up for a more dramatic finish? Is this to give the U.S. an advantage? What's your take on that? Yeah, I keep asking, and I'm not really getting a solid answer, but when you look at the closing stretch now, when you look at 15, 16, 17, 18, it is certainly going to be dramatic. Um, And it's a really great mix of holes. And I think the idea, one idea that I heard, which it kind of sounded like it made the most sense, was they rerouted it so that viewers and patrons who are here can get a really great idea of what this golf course looks like as a whole if the you know if the matches don't go down to you know to the final stretch so it really does get you out 
to the really beautiful hole that overlook um, Lake Hazeltine, and it, it really takes you all around the area, so maybe that's why. Um, but it also does certainly set up for a really great finish, those, those final four holes. Hey, Amanda, you're not here, obviously, because you're in Minnesota, but Harry and I are pretty fired up today. You missed our, our open, but we are, we are just beyond fired up. And one oh, of boy. the things that got me fired up this morning is I woke up and I was perusing the internet for Ryder Cup golf articles is I saw one of the 75 vice captain golf carts and the first letter of the name of the vice captain started with a T and then the last name was Woods. What's it like you're there when Tiger Woods is back in our golfing lives? Yeah, you know what's insane is I haven't seen him out here yet and I've seen Davis, I've seen Jim Furyk, um, and I have yet to saw it Tiger Woods out here, which is really interesting. It's part I mean, of our strategy. Certain... We're hiding Tiger. This is <laughs> this is brilliant. I love this. The mind games are better than the putting. This is task force. It's unbelievable. But I, I definitely, there's definitely a buzz here because it's not only, you know, are the fans and the spectators talking about the fact that Tiger is going to be here. I mean, we're doing this. Celeb- there's a celebrity match going on today. And uh, I had a chance to interview Kelly Slater, interview Michael Phelps, and they were both phenomenal. And both of them couldn't help but bring up Tiger Woods and what an impact he's going to have on this week. And both of them are – they both brought up, I think, the question that we all have, right, is what is his impact going to be? Is he – how involved is he going to be in this strategy? You know, and all of this – people, I just think there's a big question mark. Everyone wants to see how Tiger Woods is as just a straight-up vice captain because we all heard how involved he's been leading up to this. So I'll keep you guys posted when and if I see him and uh, and what the buzz is, is going to be all about there. But people are certainly talking about him. We just haven't seen him yet. All right, so Jeff and I have been talking a lot around the office about potential weird pairings or matchups that we may see. The task force crew is being extremely tight-lipped. Have you been able yes. to ferret anything out about what kinds of teams we may see going out there? Can we see a Phil and Patrick Reed team potentially? Which would be I don't, I that'd be good it, for Callaway. Can you put in a word for, for us? Callaway. I think it's going to be Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed, and I only say this because I just got out of Spieth's presser, and he made a point to talk about how well he and Patrick work together. And it was funny because someone asked him, like, "What is it about you two as a team that works so well?" And he said, "Patrick and I just want to beat the crap out of each other." And I, I think that sums it up perfectly. They're both so competitive. We know how competitive Patrick is. doesn't matter who he's playing with or against. He wants to win no matter what. Um, and Jordan seems to think that Patrick kind of brings the best out of him. And, you know, he obviously brings the best out of Patrick. So I do think we're going to see that pairing again. And um, Steve obviously was throwing around the, the term pod as well. Oh. So I think if you take a look oh. at the guys that have been playing together in their practice rounds, those are their pods. And we all know how that was, that worked out very well when the last time. Yeah, but it works well there. there. But it worked out crappy here at Callaway when we had the hashtag Chad, AJ, Amanda, Newbot part. You guys did not get along. <laughs> that did not work out well. I didn't, wait, you, I didn't oh, know you, we didn't get along. What, what are people saying about me? You probably didn't even realize you were in that pod. <laughs> I did not know that. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, a lot a lot of made also of just what a phenomenal leader Phil is, so it would not surprise me to see Phil maybe paired with a Ryder Cup rookie. I, that that may be that may be the way they go. It just it seems like Phil is the guy to really make people feel confident and feel comfortable when he's on your team. You know, so that 
I think we can maybe look for Phil to be paired, uh, to be paired with the younger guys. So, Amanda, I have two things. First, I think you're right. I think you're going to see Phil paired with a certain flap-rimmed individual who has not had a lot of success at the Ryder Cup and is about Villardo? to have success. <laughs> Villardo? Yes, Villardo and Phil are playing together. But let, let's get to the important stuff, Amanda. You're there all week. Everyone knows they're playing the Ryder Cup Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Let's give yep. the people who are listening to this podcast what they really want to know. Where can they see and follow Amanda Balionis at the Ryder Cup Friday, Saturday, Sunday? We all know it's on TV, but where are we going to be seeing and Our hearing from you? second screen experience. I think second that's what you're asking. Well, second, third, fourth, <laughs> fifth screen experience. Yes. Yeah, so it's been really fun so far. Uh, if you follow the Ryder Cup USA handle on Twitter and also on Instagram and then follow the Ryder Cup USA page on Facebook as well as PGA.com, we have a ton of Facebook Live streaming for you, which also live long after we're done with that, as well as uh, a lot of player interviews, range interviews, range walks, behind the scenes, um, all ton, you know, all sorts of great stuff. Like I mentioned, we did a really solid interview uh, with Michael Phelps earlier in the day, he told me that he was actually the motivational speaker for Team USA last night. And it, I asked him, what's the best question that you got from the team? And he said, well, it wasn't really a question. It was a statement from Phil Mickelson. And I said, okay, well, what did Phil say to you? He goes, he told me I was never allowed to take my shirt off around him ever. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, there we go. So Phil, not, not keeping the trash talking to just the people that he plays against in those Tuesday four-ball matches. But uh, we have we just have a lot of really great content going up all over the place uh, on Facebook Live and, and all that good stuff. So that's where you can find me. And also the Callaway Live Minute is coming at you guys uh, every day as well starting tomorrow morning. I love that. What, what do you think we can expect over the next couple days? Do you think um, today and tomorrow we're going to see some pairings out there on the golf course playing that we may see during the actual tournament, or are they keeping this thing extremely tight-lipped and covert? They are tight-lipped. But i got to tell you, when, when you start hearing the word pod coming out of guys' mouths and you start seeing the four guys who are all practicing together in different combinations, I think, it's, I think we all need to look at that because I think that's going to play kind of a crucial role in how Davis decides to really pair these guys up. So I think you're going to start to see the four same guys all practicing together, um, maybe in different teams but the same four guys and I, I think that's going to kind of be the key to us all trying to figure out who's going to be with who come Friday and we know you got to get back to work I just want to pin you down will you of course be texting Jeff and me all of the secret private stuff that you learn off the record so that we can find out what's happening behind the scenes as long as you promise not to tweet at Harry I will. I guess I'm promising. Harry, man. Hey, but you know what, Amanda? I, I, I'm going to say one thing. People need a Callaway Minute today. It's Wednesday morning. They need a Callaway Minute today. So how about as soon as we finish this pod, you go give the people what they want. Send us a minute. We'll get it on the website. Let, let, let's, let's not wait another day. How about it? Knock it out. Do it with your phone. We'll get it up. Considering you two are my bosses, I will get this done immediately. All right. We appreciate it. Amanda, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to having you back in. Jeff's done an okay job on the show. But he hasn't replaced you yet. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later. Have fun. That was Amanda Balionis right, from Hazeltine. Sounds like we're not really learning a lot from what Team USA is up to this week. I, I kind of like that, Jeff. Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, if you think back to the 2002 Ryder Cup, there was a big controversy the night before the competition when suddenly the rough was completely cut in a way that it hadn't been cut for the, all the practice rounds. Sam Torrance was the captain, and David Faraday came out. Normally you do a little musical interlude when I say his name. Woo! 
came out and hold and, on, not done. La da 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 dee da. We have is. some rules around the office. Number one is anytime you mention David Faraday, I have to do the music. Second of all, anytime you mention Keith Jackson, I have to do a really bad imitation of Keith Jackson. Oh, let me tell you about Keith Jackson. And the third one, which is only for this week, anytime you mention the name Patrick Reed, do it. Here's what I do. No, no, say Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, real American hero. Oh, I like that. Yeah, every time you say Patrick Reed, I, I go real American hero. I didn't know where you. So were going Sam there. Torrance went out there and cut the. So supposedly, so then David Faraday joins Woo-hoo! the. La da 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 USA Network broadcast and brought a piece of turf with him. And basically tried to tell Johnny Miller that, yes, the complete course had been changed. And this is the piece of turf that the European team had secretly been hitting on in the practice room all week long. And they were completely used to this new course while the Americans weren't. And that was the advantage. It's all gamesmanship. And that's what I love about it. I like it. I wonder if we're going to see some gamesmanship this time around. I, I think we have to. But I don't know. I don't. That, does, that totally doesn't seem Davis Love style at all. All. Yeah, but it's not just Davis Love. There's a whole task force of people behind him. And there's probably some people on the task force who that is their MO. And why not? You Maybe get to do this once every have, two years. It could be why we have 48 vice captains. You're right. They're going to do something. You're right. Amanda's not been named vice captain yet, we has have she? Two, two vice captains per hole. Yes. <laughs> and maybe they're going to do something. Tear up the turf. I can't wait. I'm jacked up. I, this next 48 hours are going to crawl by. I want us to get to Friday morning, balls in the air. I'm going to turn off everything. I have a busy week, a busy day on Friday, too. I'm going to have to blow off a ton of meetings. Well, we do have another podcast with a very special guest on Friday, which I don't think anyone's going to want to miss. So you're going to have to give us a few minutes of time. I'll be back right here. Right here for that. I'll be here Friday when we tee off. Not we. We're not playing. We might tee off Friday. The Ryder Cup Friday. Last chance because by the time that we come on Friday, they'll they'll have teed off already. Who you like in this one? You know what, Harry? I I'm I'm not trying to put pressure on the United States team because Lord knows they have enough pressure on them right now. I think the United States team is going to win. I think it's not going to be close. I think six rookies are going to struggle for Team Europe, and I think Rory McIlroy will go pointless, pointless throughout these entire three days. I think you're going to see. A good old U.S. of A route. I think nothing can stop a task force, Harry. It can't happen. What do you think? I think you've lost your mind. I think that's been said uh, before. I think that you're that's crazy talk. I think Rory's going to go nine and zero this Ryder Cup. Which you're going to do the math and say, well, that's if he can only go five. I think he's going to play twice because he's going to win so quickly. He's going to run back around, but it's not going to matter because in a very tight, closely contested matchup, we're going to lose. We're going to win USA. 15-13. 15-13. My MVP is going to be Patrick Reed, who's going to go 10-0. and Wait, wait. Uh, your MVP is going to be Patrick Reed? Real American hero. 10-0. We're going to go. We're going to win 15-13. Seriously, I believe uh, he will be the MVP, Patrick Reed, real American hero. I like his... He's our Ian Poulter. He is going to be... He rises for this occasion, and I think that uh, it's going to be very, very close. It's not going to be a blowout. These things are never blowouts. It's not going to be a blowout. We're going to win 15-13. USA. Mark it down. Write it down. What's a blowout to you? Like five points? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's about a five-point victory, and I think that Sunday, early afternoon, it's more a walk in the park than where we're all biting our nails. Um, you know, I think that, that, that Tyler Sheehan in our office is a little angry with me because I think he just ran to the door when I 
he heard me say something bad about his beloved Rory. You know, Tyler fancies himself a little like Rory. He wears the very tight, uh, you know, kind of half zip sweaters. And and Tyler made a couple statements. You're not going to like being that you have American go face paint him. all over you. You got to talk, go to talk to him. He has a little bit of that Roy swagger too. He does, and he hits the ball pretty far. Hey, what's your faux pas before we leave? Yeah, so so real quick, in the 2002 Ryder Cup was the first time that at USA Network we decided to show the opening ceremony on on Thursday. That that just hadn't been done before uh, because of the one year delay, because of 9/11, because of some of the emotion in the match. Um, you know, we kind of made that decision that we were going to do this. So we we come on the air. You know, you have your T's, you have your title cards, which are those big giant letters as if you don't know the Ryder Cup's coming. You have to tell people it's coming. And then we immediately had Bill McAtee voice over a graphic of all the pairings that were going to be played on day one. Except there's a little known fact about the opening ceremony of a Ryder Cup. See if you know this, Harry. The whole point of the opening ceremony of the Ryder Cup is at the end of this hour of speeches is to reveal for the first time the pairings for the Ryder Cup. Except for we started our whole show with that and had to spend 57 minutes apologizing to every person associated with the Ryder Cup. I think some of the words were, you guys are going to lose the rights to this thing if you do that again were uttered. It was uh, not one of our finer moments. But Usually heads roll, and in this case it was yours. You were fired immediately afterwards. Something like that. Relegated to a life of digital OEM entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the Pirate Ship Podcast. We will see you Friday back on the show, Jeff and me and a special guest on Friday as we lead into Ryder Cup and into the weekend where the USA will win. I'm going to leave you with one more thought. Patrick Reed. Real American hero. Oh, let me tell you about Patrick Reed. Thanks for listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. For more great content like this, visit CallawayGolf.com.